welcome to day 10 of Critical Encounters Villainous Yule Calendar for December 2022. Here we get in the holiday spirit and take a quick look at some random festive aspects of the game. So let's peek behind the door and see what our so-called villains are up to. Welcome to today's show. Today we are going to talk about, well, we're going to do a jolly old side scheme, guys. Uh, is Marvel Champions the only game you guys play? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not my only game. Oh, uh, good night, everyone. <laughs> Mike's off the show. Uh, we're just going to talk for a few minutes each about some things that we like right now, some stuff mm. that's bringing us joy, other games we like. Maybe it will inspire gift giving. Maybe you'll go out and buy it for yourself. Um, so why don't we... We've got Mike here, Daniel's here, and Bill's with us, the board game lawyer. Hi, Bill. Hey, hey guys. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bill, would you like to go first and tell us about a board game you're currently enjoying that's not Marvel Champions? Sure. Um, I, I love lots of board games, and my wife and I like to play board games, and so we have a pretty good collection. Uh, just recently, we had a family get-together, and one of my sister-in-laws gifted me a game that we ended up playing several times during our visit, and it's called Trekking the World. And what this is, is there's a, uh, I, I love maps of the world on, on a board. And so that's what this is. They have all the continents, kind of like Risk, kind of like uh, Pandemic. And it has all these cubes on the board that represent souvenirs. And so your objective in the game, it's a head-to-head -head game. So your objective of the game is to travel the world, to go see all these wonderful sights, these, these wonders of the world, and pick up souvenirs as you go. Fill your suitcase full of souvenirs. You're gathering up victory tokens. They're piling up on you. You really feel like you're doing something every turn. And so uh, it's a game that I, I'm going to recommend as uh, a gift. This is a gift you could give any time of the year. And it's called Trekking the World. A lot of fun. Cool. Nice. I, I haven't played that. It looks, it looks interesting on uh, BGG. Yep, we had a lot of fun playing it, and um, and we played it several times in an evening. They said, "Hey, let's play again." So anytime you can get a lot of replayability out of a game, that's that's pretty fun. And it's and it's kind of advertised for people who aren't necessarily uh, gamers, and so you've got and, and there's um, a lot of strategy for people who are uh, into gaming. So it it kind of fits, you know, both people. So it's nice for families. Oh, good. I love those kind of games. A little gateway game to get somebody into the hobby. Exactly. Yep. Sure nice. is. Well, speaking of that, I'll go next. Okay. With this gateway games to get us into the hobby. So, I this game first came out a couple of years ago, and I poo pooed it as a ridiculous novelty, but then played it, got introduced to it, had a blast, bought my own copy for my kids to play, and I even played it with Mustafa once. Oh. And it is a wonderful intro game. It's a it's funny and cute and clever. It's called Quacks of Quedlinburg. Oh, yeah. That is a fun and one. And my daughters and I, we have a blast playing that. Wait, it's say the so name again. Quacks of Quedlinburg. You are you are um, potion makers. Snake oil salesman. Oh, you're a quack. Yeah. Okay, I got it. <laughs> you're a quack, yeah. You're that kind of quack. Okay. I thought and there were ducks. And you're making <laughs> potions. And the, the whole gimmick of the game is like you build a bag full of ingredients. And you pull these ingredients out of your bag one at a time, and you want to push your luck but not have your potion blow up because some of the tokens that you pull, like once you get a certain amount of them, you'll blow, the potion will blow up and it won't have worked for that round. Okay. Um, but it's 
really cute and clever and a great it's just so fun because it's, it's yeah i'm seeing a theme with daniel and uh the chaos bag oh yeah no <laughs> yeah, it's awesome it's, really it's a mix yeah. between a deck builder and push your luck it's great yeah and you don't have to feel bad about anything it's not like you tried to build this incredible strategy and it backfired it's like yeah whatever um and it's quick it's great fun cool so i recommend that to families that like games all right mike your turn Sure. Uh, so one of the traditions I have around this kind of time of year that just kind of just kind of started out of the blue, like uh, I always get roughly a week and a half off around Christmas just because I work at a college and the whole place is closed down. And a friend of mine uh, he usually has a couple people over, you know, on the 27th or 28th. And there's this awesome Thai restaurant near his place. So it's always been come on just afternoon and play games the whole day and into the evening and eat Thai food. It's just, and it's so awesome. We just do it every year. That's I cool. love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. And a uh, couple of them have been really, you know, leery about some of the more complicated games, but they're chatting about uh, possibly playing Spirit Island. So I love that game. I'm going to try to introduce it to them uh, over the break. Speaking of, you know, not gateway games. No. No. <laughs> Um, I can see if you play kind of the basic, the basic spirits, it could be a, uh, what's the word, kind of a middle of the road game. But that game can get really complex if you want to. But it is so much fun. I love the heck out of that game. It's probably my favorite non-FFG game out there. Yeah, I've, I discovered within 22 minutes that I had half the IQ required for that game. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just it because there there are some like my sister doesn't like thinking three moves in advance. Like she's not the three dimensional chess kind of player. She's more of the <laughs> I just want to do something fun and help out. And so right. I gave her the one that's like it's very simple. She has she builds she knows how she's building up the same every game, and she knows what her goal is. Just big defense cards. That's what she does. Whereas yeah, you can I mean, get these really chaotic ones going. There's literally a spirit where it's like one of your abilities is. Uh, draw the top card of the deck and do it. You have to do it no matter what it says. Yeah, It's that chaotic. I, I chose the most complicated one in the box and Mustafa's like, you don't want to do that one now. And I'm like, nope. I'm a gamer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, fair warning to all you folks out there. Spirit Island is a doozy, but it is also super cool and I love the theme of it. It is so good. And for those of you who are gamers, haven't played it before, nothing wrong with the intro spirits. It's still a lot of fun. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm going to kind of um, piggyback off of Mike a little bit there because he said he gets time off uh, at the end of the year there. So do I. That's whenever my business is really slow. And I do the exact same thing. We take like a week of just playing games. And I fly down to Florida to visit my best friends that live down there. I live in Illinois, so I go down to Florida. I haven't been able to go the last few years, so it's been a bummer. But we play Twilight Imperium, and that's Ooh, a game cool. that you gotta you gotta set aside like days to play it, right? So, but right. we do we do the same thing. There's this Thai restaurant right around the corner. Sometimes that's the only thing that's open at that time, <laughs> and uh, so that's what we do. We we gorge on Thai food and we. We play Twilight Imperium, and then we take another break and eat pizza. And then this year, I think we're going to go check out uh, Avatar 2. It comes out about that same time. So we just got – I'm so excited to be able to travel this year again. It's It's been a real bummer not to be able to go. Oh, tell me about it. Last yep. couple of years. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited cool. about that. 
No, I find it suspicious that you go to Florida because I know coming up you're going to talk about somebody on this show who starts in Florida. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm. I've been down there. I've seen it. I've seen it. Seen them. Okay. Question for you, Bill. Uh, which yeah. Twilight Imperium? Is it the latest edition or the earlier one? Four. We played Twilight Imperium four. That is the most is current the most, one, right? It's the most current okay. one. Uh, we don't have. We haven't played with any of the expansions yet. We've played with all the races several times, but we just love it. You know, you just sit around the table. Uh, we talk and laugh and visit and play the game and it is there's a lot of depth to it as far as like the politics and things like that but we do like area control so you know there's that back and forth too and it's very simple you might think it's going to be a complex battle uh, method but it's not it's just rolling dice that's how you're taking over there yeah, it's kind of like risk you know you're just taking over the planet so but there's there's steps to each attack but we we love it mainly just because of the camaraderie it just gets us around the table it's a big huge footprint uh you know we're eating pizza and having fun so i mean how how can you go wrong with that yeah you can't yeah really. that's great what about you steve okay so i'm gonna diverge from the board games and go into a video game what are those? Uh, yeah, what are those? <laughs> so there's this great um, indie strategy slash simulation game, and I think Daniel will enjoy the theme called Northgard. It's Norse mythology based. Okay. So it's like Vi- Vikings vying for control of a mysterious newfound continent. It, um, it has great art. It has very nice. What do you call it? The voice acting. That's what I'm trying to say. It has great voice acting. It has fun mechanics where you're you're building up your clan and you're going out and you're exploring new territory and you're colonizing new lands and you run into things like kobolds and fallen valkyries and other clans and you're trying to become the king and it has like co-op versions and multiplayer versions and all that kind of stuff uh, i picked it up solo? Off. you can play it solo as a story mode okay. it's really fun it's got a lot of tech trees that you can do and the the art is is really it's slightly cartoony um okay. has has a feel the art the the in-game art feels a little bit like old warcraft 3 um i just really enjoy it and the theme and the, of the vikings and stuff just makes it a ton of fun and uh it, i picked it up off a steam sale and it's super worth the worth the price of admission um now is it a turn-based game no it is not a turn-based game then i can't play it can't play. You can't. You can't play. So what does mm. happen is all your little people kind of do the things you tell them. You say, "Okay, you're going to be a villager. Go do villager stuff," and they just go do villager stuff. And then you make little soldiers or axe throwing guys or shield maidens, and then you take them off, and you can go colonize other lands. It is real time. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they're they're gathering resources and things and doing lore master stuff, and you get all this this fun um, interaction and. Uh, mm. Yeah, the voice acting really makes it um, enjoyable uh, for me too. So, North Guard, I, I, cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. So, my Tuesday night group that is a a live, you know, in person group uh, with Judith and Sean, we are playing Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion and enjoying it quite a bit. I, the Jaws of the Lion is sort of the intro campaign. Well, is I, that right? I don't. I think it's more. 
I think of it more as a Gloomhaven you can actually finish. Right. Okay. Yeah. Though it, yeah, it's cool because the board is like a book. It's a campaign and it's like 25 scenarios. And the, yeah, it's just a big book that is the board of it. So, like, that's a nice thing about it. And the first five scenarios kind of teach you the game incrementally, which is great. Um, we've been having a blast. It's nice. like group puzzle solving. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. I'm getting, and it's not as daunting as that giant Gloomhaven. Yeah, person. that's not, that's yeah. kind of why I, you know, in quotes, the intro yeah. one. It's 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 the one that you can manage. It's the manageable one. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really cool. Okay, I got one more. Okay, go ahead. Because uh, I'm also taking a week's vacation in the middle of the month, going down to Calgary to visit my sister, mm-hmm. and uh, usually we end up playing something just like silly and entertaining, and uh, so I, we're probably playing Tales of Arabian Nights again. Oof. Old school <laughs> game, but wow, is that chaotic and joyful. Don't go into that game with a plan to win. It is no. very chaotic. It is entirely story driven. Just have fun with it. What's I it think it's again? Tales of Arabian Nights. AKA okay. worst game ever made. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. So it's uh I think it's funny you would call it a story driven game. Well, that's all there is. Well, there are words. <laughs> yes. Hey, don't listen to Daniel. <laughs> Stories generally have, you know, plot, structure. Basically, you, you're you traveling around a map. You've got these quest cards that give you a... Start you off on a journey, but you can really go wherever you want in the world. And everywhere you go, you're going to encounter something. It could be a beggar. It could be, you know, a genie. It could be who knows what. And you're given a set of reactions. How are you going to approach this person? And then from there, that the person to your left takes out the giant storybook and figures out what happens. It's uh, it's neat. They borrowed that mechanic for Above and Below, and I think there was one more, kind of a covert op theme game. Not spring into mind. I've got a another game that I'll talk about. Um, it's called Calico. They've heard about of that one before. Uh, Eve, I think you said you heard about that one. Yeah, I I have that. We like that one. You got that one? So it's a competitive quilt making, cat collecting, tile laying game. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you guys are into quilts, you know. Well, you forgot about the cat, buttons. You have to collect buttons too. There are buttons that you also can put on your quilt. Yes. You're, okay. trying, you're, you're, you're trying to make this beautiful quilt to try to attract all these various cats onto your quilt. And uh, my wife and I are both cat lovers. So we'll actually sit down and play this one. It's very puzzly. I mean, it's deceptively. I mean, don't you think, Steve? Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's harder than yes. what you what you think yeah. going in. You know, it's it says it's for ages ten and up, but um, but it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful game. It sounds cutesy, but it's it's got real strategy and real depth to what tile do I pick up next because I'm trying to create this pattern or I'm trying to create these colors or I'm trying to take this away from the other person's quilt because they need this piece to attract that 12 point cat but i better grab it before they do um and can i use it yeah it it's a fun game um that's that's the one thing that gets me in trouble in my household is you know taking the mm-hmm. patch that she wants you yes. know and then here we go you yeah know. yeah you have to be careful with that me too we've played this with our oldest son he's 15 now so i guess he was 14 when we played with him a few times and he he kicked our butt like twice with it um and he enjoyed it, it it's a fun game yeah 
I, I suggest it for anyone too. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a, it's a fun puzzly game. It's just a nice light, you know, theme, but it's just cute, you know, especially if you got kids or or uh, pet lovers. Yeah, fun. Yeah, when we play, I feel I, I, even though it's got like it, it, there's a little stress there because it's like I really got to get the right tile, but it puts us in this like somewhat peaceful mood, sort of like when we play Wingspan, it's sort of like a peaceful mood. I'm not. I don't have laser blasters. I'm not destroying somebody's castle or taking their tower. It's just just making a quilt, getting cats. So, yeah. <laughs> you make it sound so serene. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, speaking of serene, I do have one. Have you guys played Canvas? No. Okay, it's a it's a game with a deck of cards. Think of like those that giant size card, and all the cards are translucent, but they have little colorful images on them. So one of them might be completely clear, but there's a balloon in a corner or you'll see a fisherman somewhere. And you're supposed to draft them and then lay them on top of each other to create these larger canvases. Oh, okay. And it's a set collection thing where you're trying to, uh, you know, you'll score points for uh, whoever has the most different primary colors, or if you meet these criteria, you get these points. And uh, there's a certain number of turns in the game, and there's a tension between playing your artwork and grabbing a new canvas to start building off of. Really cool game. Sounds like fun. Yeah, again, very light, very zen. Yeah, there's another game out there that you had, like, transparent cards. You did it in Mystic Veil. Yeah, I think Mystic Veil started that shtick, right? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to name four fun cooperative card games for young and old, but I won't say anything about them. I'll just name the names. Hanabi, the game. Uh, why am I blanking? The um, mind, the mind, the right? Mind. Yep, yes. The mind, and um, Fox in the Forest duet. Oh yeah, all four of those. Wonderful. All four of those are just great games. They take eight minutes to play. They're wonderful. Cool. Definitely recommend nice. all of those. Don't bring the mind to a convention. It doesn't work. No, you have to. You can only play a game with someone you know well and can mind meld with. Yes, and it's not good when you're at a convention. <laughs> no. All right, I have one more. Um, <laughs> this is a role-playing game. I know, uh, Danny, you play some RPGs with folks. I do. I love RPGs. Yeah. Okay, so this one is Simbarum. I've never heard of it. S y m b a r o u m. It's by the Free League Publishing, Swedish Swedish publisher. It's a somewhat horror style it's it's okay. fairly dark um there's the sweet all the swedish publications but then there's they're in english as well you can find them and it has this great art in it that's very evocative um by the artist francois baranger baranger i don't know how, he's french he did a bunch of call of cthulhu and at the mountains of madness um, francois Béranger. There you go. That. There you go. Uh, yeah. Just call me Chad from Cardboard of the Rings. Um, <laughs> it is so much fun. It it's not. Um, there's there's enough crunch to it for a role player who wants to play with a bunch of crunch. You're rolling dice and you're trying to hit target numbers and things like that. But um, there's not so much of it that it takes away from just this great setting. There's a ton of pre-published scenarios for it, and cool. um, you can play like a goblin right out the 
gate and there's this giant forest the davilkar forest that has these witches and these ancient things in it and and the big push is and the main story is sort of like this nation had to flee its lands because of like dark lords and like evil stuff and all whatever and they come over the mountains into this area and they're now settling and they're kind of they're butting up against the barbarians and the witches and the things that are there and they're trying to establish their own colonies but they they really can't get a foothold and um and there's just a lot of good political intrigue and awesome. it's, it's just so well written and it just looks just looks so much fun when you look at it you're like you, you show a picture to your players and like yeah this thing and everyone's like oh like it, it that's all you need <laughs> it, yeah everyone knows exactly what you're talking about and there's lots the the mechanics work really well if you want to tell a mystery if you want to do like a tracking scenario or if you just want to do combat it's great um simba room simba room awesome so upstairs i have like hundreds of rpg rule books but i didn't know people played rpgs i thought you just read the rules yeah we oh, played this great. a we played this a bunch during the pandemic on roll 20 roll 20 yeah, absolutely yes it was called yep yep yeah um and then we we've translated to the table once in a while so oh my daughters and i are waiting impatiently for our avatar rpg kickstarter to come nice oh yeah so what I'll do is in the show notes for this episode, I'll try and put a link to everything we mentioned to like the BGG yeah. link or something like that, or the so folks can find it. Yeah. Great games, everyone. Yeah. I was going to say, do you have any other games that we've left out that we really want to talk about before we go to the next piece? I like, um, as we're talking about playing roles and it's just kind of a lighter game, but it's really, really fun. It's called Sheriff of Nottingham. Have you seen that yep. one or seen that one played or seen it anything that is i lost hard on that <laughs> yeah you must be a terrible liar right i am terrible you're, you're bad so yeah if if you're a bad liar you probably won't do so good but it's really neat because so you're trying to smuggle uh goods into um into uh, nottingham the name of the game nottingham so, and the sheriff is trying to stop you at the gate, and he's asking you what you have in your bag. And so it's a card game. So you have all these cards, and you're shoving, you're trying to put all these different goods in your bag, and you're trying to match goods up. But if they're not matching, or there's contraband that you can try to sneak in, you could try to sneak in beer, or swords, or other things that aren't approved. Uh, but you're trying to outwit the sheriff there at the gate. And it turns into, you know, you end up talking like the sheriff and you're quizzing each other and you're really like trying to draw them out. And that's a really fun game. It's, it's like a light, like it, when you say it's a role playing game, so to speak, uh, Mike, in a way you're taking on the role of these characters trying to take stuff into the city. Oh yeah. I think, in yeah, a way. I think it's fair to say you got to play it with the right people for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's more fun when you role play it. Yeah. Okay. But, Cool. We've got to ham this up and not take it too seriously. <laughs> so it's fun. Nice. Well, all right, folks. That's a lot of other games. Go check them out. I, let us know what you think. Listeners, you got some stuff to do now. And good luck with your Twilight Imperium game. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> so we've given them every, folks a range from like real deep gaming to casual stuff here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to give you one more game because. We are going to do a contest right now. This is a surprise. Uh, all right. Yes. Mm. And it's Marvel Champions. Marvel Champions, so you can play Marvel Champions some more. Our longtime listener, Zachary B., mm. has kindly given us a Mutant Genesis campaign box to give away 
to you folks. Whoa! Oh That's the newest is one. This season, indeed. Yes, very generous from Zachary B. So here's really cool. how we're going to run this contest from now until New Year's Eve. Um, well, I suppose we'll have to cut it short so that we can announce it on New Year's Eve. So from now until December 26th, how about that? Boxing Day. Boxing okay. Day. You have till Boxing Day to submit. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're asking you for a fun, your fun, villainous New Year's resolution. We all know what a New Year's resolution is. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to stop murdering innocent bystanders with my evil plans. Okay. What we want to do is we want to hear your villainous New Year's resolutions. We're going to collect everything that we get from folks. Mike, Daniel, and I, and Zach will each choose our favorite, and then we will randomly choose from those final four who wins the box. Awesome. And we will announce that on New Year's Eve when we talk about our own villainous resolutions. So I'll put a link. You can submit it on the Google form uh, and all our various social medias and whatnot. So you'll be able to find the way to submit your entry. Oh, thank you, Zach. Zach yes, is a good thank man. You very much. Good man, Zach. Yeah, thank you. Or is he a good villain? It's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for sticking around. Bill, thanks for being here for this. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Bye-bye. Bye, all. Bye, all. Bye. Hey, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. That was our special gift to you. You want to send us holiday gifts? You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. Or you can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardine, Big Fun Bloaf, Watering Duke. If you like our show, tell Santa. If you don't like our show, tell Krampus. Good night, everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Kennedy Hawk from the MCM crew. I'm hoping to wish Steve... Mike, Daniel, and all their loyal minions, a happy holidays. I prepared a little a little poem for for this send-off. So it's called Enhanced Ivory Ho Ho Horns. And it goes something like this. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house. Bardane was deck crafting, not rapping, his poor spouse. When he finished, he sleeved and shuffled with care, in hopes that zero boost icon cards would only appear. His hero, Tony, all snug in his alter-ego bed, while dreams of tech upgrades they danced in his head. Then Mike did arrive and make such a clatter. Despite his best wishes, the theme, it just did not matter. He shoveled his deck and drew his first hand. Six green cards, how great! Just how I planned. Daniel came next and caused quite a fuss. I thought we were playing Lord of the Rings. I'll have to adjust. He set up his deck just like a flash, Looking over at Iron Man, he muttered, oh, human trash. The alter egos were nestled, all snug and recovered. The villains were waiting, still yet undiscovered. The game against Rhino Claws, it began really quick. Let's just hope some of our allies that they will stick. They flipped and they jabbed. They read card text and thwarted. All the rules deviations, fear not, they were reported. Mike defended, Daniel attacked, and Steve he enjoyed. Until the villain was almost destroyed. One double-charge assault was all that it took. 
Before this took, he was given the book. With one hero down, the others did not despair. After all, the villain winning, it's sometimes quite fair. Don't worry, we will probably flip Armored Rhino's suit. Steve said as he flipped a three-boost icon card that gave him the boot. Daniel scoffed, and he laughed, and asked Steve to read. But the encounter card he had, it was Stampede. Three villains defeated, and one villain is not. Or all they are heroes, I seem to have forgot. Rhino Claws lived, his evil scheme completed. If only they'd play Hawkeye, he'd have been defeated.